Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're back. We're not frozen or we're thawing. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy holidays to all of the great listeners out there. This is, of course, the Lake Hooplands podcast brought to you by Brendan and Scott. I'm Scott. And I'm Brendan. And we have uh, the coach. The trailer running the lane. Coach Joe Duffield. 200 wins in the books under the belt. They can never take that away from you. They yes. probably take a couple, but <laughs> some are still going to get to two hundred. As long as you're not at Duncanville, they can't take them away from you. <laughs> oh, that's right. Hey, oh, uh, yes. We of course are uh, presenting sponsor Tritex Cabinets, and we know that Tritex www.tritexcabinets.com, and we know Brendan. Tritex does the fabrication and the installation. That's that's obvious, right? They're a custom cabinet maker. What I want to talk about is the strategy of cabinets, and that is the pre-design. I am a strategist in my real life, and so I'm always wanting to sharpen that axe before I cut the tree down. And, and at Tritex, they know that the first and most important step in creating perfectly fitting cabinets is accuracy. They have trained installers who will measure, measure, they'll measure again to be sure that those cabinets are designed to fit your space and your storage needs with laser point precision and storing those new trophies that we got over the winter break, I think. So thanks to the innovative technology, advanced engineering, and cabinet design software, so well written, your, <laughs> your cabinets will appear before your very eyes even before we cut the first board. Now let It me really tell you sounds something. like you're, you're, it's off the cuff. You're doing great. Well, I just have great inflection. That's too. That's More true. importantly, I will be making an appointment this very week due to flooding <laughs> that occurred uh, again and... A uh, saw so that was that a saw that was taken to the uh, cabinets in five different areas. Trey, I will DM you uh, shortly. I'm looking forward to working with you guys again. Where, did you use the saw? No, I don't use uh, tools. Yeah, Brendan asked me to reinstall a dishwasher. I was yeah, like, just right. look it up on YouTube. And he goes, no, I'm not going to do that. So I he did. just paid somebody. I did. I did. Look, no, I looked it up. I just, it was hard to follow. And I think it was. It's like one step. You, you hook the hose up to the disposal and you push the thing into the wall. There was electricity involved and I don't do that. <laughs> electricity. <laughs> let's get on the to, 1870s. Let's get on to the city of Palms. All right. Let's get on to the Lake Hooplands basketball program and the Lake Highlands Wildcats. I think they've played. Eight basketball games since we talked three weeks ago, uh, which is quite a lot. They've traveled to multiple cities, uh, the first of which being uh, down in Florida at the City of Palms tournament and uh, a, a win over Newton uh, in the first game in overtime. Uh, you know, I watched that game and kind of in control and then kind of not. <laughs> so up 10, I think, with about four minutes left. And just it wasn't it didn't feel like, you know, you were missing a bunch of shots or, or anything like how did how did you feel the end of that game went, you know, to get it to to go to overtime? Yeah, it kind of felt like we had to win the game a couple times. Uh, it, it did seem like we were in control most of the way. Uh, Newton, very talented team uh, from Atlanta. Uh, their, their best guard is going to be at UConn next year. Really a special talent. Our, our kids did a tremendous job on him. Uh, we really tried to get the ball out of his hands um, and make other people beat us. And, and we did control almost the whole game. Uh, kind of a questionable call. Ball bounced off an official right in front of our bench. Went right back to Newton. 
then it led to an and one and a couple other weird three point plays and all of a sudden yeah the game was tied and going to overtime um I want to someone talk, was watching over us cuz there were some free throw free throws missed late yeah let me talk about that real um, quick so <laughs> there's like 5 seconds left Trey gets the ball um and dribbles up to midcourt and two probably guys probably got fouled probably got fouled two guys get on him steal the ball and they're breaking away it's tied there's like zero time left and Warren Hamilton Makes Qu- a Quentin. great oh is it Quentin Quentin Perkins makes a great foul. basketball play fouls <laughs> the guy before he can shoot and so in the double bonus there's one second left and the guy misses both free throws so kids shoot your free throws practice your free throws uh, and then he goes to overtime like you said Samson had a pretty sweet and one dunk yes. right down the middle of the lane Trey hit a big three and ended up outscoring him in overtime eight zero right. Yes, yeah, we really did a good job. Like I said, I felt like we won the game a couple times, but in overtime we really took control, and and that was a big win. Just just the experience in general going to Fort Myers, Florida, playing in that tournament. I mean, you have the best teams in the nation. Um, uh, we played at the time the other two games against Paul the Six and Centennial. They were number two and number six in the nation at the time. Uh, Centennial will probably be the favorite to win the California State Championship at the highest level. Uh, Paul the Six is the best team from the D.C. area, uh, kind of have taken over that from DeMatha. Many people are familiar with high school basketball and that that program, Morgan Wooten, uh, back in the day. Um, but Paul the Six is is loaded. I mean, they're seven, eight, nine off the bench, have Tennessee offers or six, eight. I mean, it was just uh, – it was an incredible tournament, well put together, um, Really a great experience for our kids. We couldn't have seen that type of competition here in Texas. So I really think it's going to do uh, amazing thing f- things for us down the stretch and getting ready for the playoffs. Centennial's got a kid that's a, some sort of TikTok star, and he's going to Duke. Jared. Jared McCain. Yep. Um, yes, they made special announcements at the tournaments that um, his social media fans could meet him in the lobby 15 <laughs> minutes after the game to get their – uh, Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat, whatever it is. But, yes, I think he's got over a million followers on TikTok. He's he's a great dancer, but that, he's also a really good basketball player. We, we had trouble with him uh, at that tournament. He was very, very good. That does not remind me of my high school basketball days. <laughs> uh, so two losses, yeah, against top ten teams in the country. Um, you know, it's a learning experience, and, and I'm sure you guys had a great time. It was about ten degrees here. Uh, and I just saw the pictures on on Instagram of you guys in bathing suits and at the pool, and <laughs> I think everybody here was pretty jealous of, of where you were. It was beautiful weather. Um, it was interesting. We took the team down to uh, Fort Myers Beach, where uh, man, unfortunately, that hurricane that that went through there did a lot of damage, and it was still mm-hmm. very evident that um, you know a lot of people had experienced some big losses down there with with their homes, and uh, the cleanup effort was still going on, and so that was kind of interesting to see, but. Um, you know, we, we drove back away from the beach and there's some mangroves and trees and there's just boats still kind of in the trees. Hanging and out. Yeah. Oh, um, so that was, that was kind of crazy. Um, but all in all, just so thankful to be able to do that with our team, uh, our staff and our kids really had a great experience and, um, it'll, it'll help us in the playoffs for sure. Well, let's, uh, jump down to a, uh, another tournament. 
uh, during the holiday break, uh, the in and out uh, tournament that took place in Allen, where you got to see some familiar faces. Um, you had wins over Plano East. Uh, they're they're a good little team right there. That was a very, very significant win uh, right there because uh, they're probably going to win their district. It looks like they look really really strong. Uh, Coach Wester's uh, got a good good group of kids over there. Uh, Lake Lake Highlands resident Coach Wester. That's uh, right. That's right. Is that is are they uh, going to be a, a deep playoff run type of team? That Plano East team. Uh, yeah, I mean, going into the game, we knew they were going to be very tough. Uh, they're they're very balanced. Um, they share the ball really well, and they shoot it really well. Yeah, they, um, got they a play Asian tough kid defense. That can really fill it up. Yeah, he he was really good and really good that whole tournament. Um, I think they really do have a chance. Um, they don't have that kind of just star caliber player. Like they don't really have one guy that's like, oh, that's the man. He's a dude. He can go. Uh, that that would be the only thing that might hold them back a little bit. But they're a great team, well coached, play great defense, and share the ball really well. So I, I do think there's somebody that 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 will go a couple of rounds deep in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we uh, face a familiar foe in the Highland Park Scots. Uh, that game went under by at least twenty points. Um, <laughs> shot clock needed ASAP. Can we can we expedite that, please? I don't I don't ever remember playing two high level basketball games in one day. Like, is that a common thing in these tournaments? I don't I don't I just don't ever remember doing that. Yeah, so that's an interesting thing going back to like City of Palms. So when we go to some of these other national tournaments, several other states. Um, have rules where you can't play more than one game a day. So, for example, at City of Palms, we didn't we didn't ever play multiple games in a day. Um, that is kind of a normal thing in, in Texas high school uh, basketball tournaments. Usually you're going to play about four games in a tournament. Um, usually one day you'll maybe play two. I'm not a fan of it. I, I wish that they would change that and go along with some of these other states and maybe say, hey, you can have tournaments Wednesday to Saturday now instead of Thursday to Saturday but only one game a day. Um, I'd be in favor of that. I'm also definitely in favor of a shot clock and definitely in favor of Lake Highlands kids practicing free throws. You're, <laughs> you're, <laughs> we're still in favor of that. Uh, your lovely daughter, who's a friend of my daughter's, was, was telling me that UIL rules <clears throat> prevent our kids from doing anything on Sunday. Yes, uh, and and the three point contest and the dunk contest at City of Palms was on Sunday, and so we were not allowed to participate. That's crap. That that that's correct. It is a UIL rule, and it it, it, it that's a rule I am in favor of. Uh, I think um, you know, as coaches and for our kids, we we do a lot uh, of work throughout the week um, on Saturdays, and so it is nice to have one day where you know, hey, this is a day where you need to take off, you need to take a break, be with your family, recharge. Um, do a podcast, um, <laughs> but uh, if you want to, but no, I, it, but it is a rule, and unfortunately, our kids weren't able to be a part of that. But we, we were still there. We watched. Um, we we did some other fun stuff as a team on Sunday, but um, yeah, no no practice or basketball activities on Sundays. Then you get a big championship match after you uh, bested Highland Park again, um, and that was against the host team. I, I would, for lack of a better term, in Allen. Uh, what were your takeaways from uh, getting a chance to win a, a tournament uh, on the season, coming off a, a, a different caliber of competition versus City of Palms, just to get that 
hey, we're about to restart, uh, you know, the regular season, go into district. We've got a, a tournament title in our belt. How did the team feel about that, and how did you feel about that as, as the head of the team? Yeah, I, I felt great. It was a really good tournament. Alan did a great job putting together a, a great tournament field. Uh, some really, really talented teams from across the state. Uh, even had a team from Arkansas, had some teams from West Texas and Amarillo and Odessa Permian. Um, and then great teams from the Metroplex um, as well. So Allen, you know, the, the Highland Park game and Allen were very contrasting style of games. Uh, Highland Park really slowed it down, but Allen's kind of more like us. They want to get up and down and, and play kind of fast. So um, that was a lot of fun. I thought our kids um, – played really really well uh especially in the championship game uh just kind of everybody got it going a little bit at different times um Jalen Washington was outstanding the whole tournament Quentin Perkins was outstanding the whole tournament Trey was amazing in the championship game I think he had third 32 and 14 rebounds that's um, right and then Samson came up with some big plays and then and then we had other supporting cast guys uh, really step up and knock down big shots and make big plays on defense. So um, it was a great way to, to get back to Texas, to get back in the flow of things, and to get ready for uh, what will be a, a long district run. Were, uh, were they all named all tournament, first team all tournament? Is it? Yeah, there was some uh, there was some debate about that. We were we were hoping we could get Trey the MVP and get uh, get uh, Jalen and Quentin all tournament because they really were deserving of that. But they only gave us two two spots, so mm. um, that did go to Trey and Quentin. But Jalen was amazing all tournament. So um, we we politicked a little bit and tried to get an extra trophy, but they they didn't have enough. So. <laughs> We'll make him one. Yes. We'll make him a yes. Lake Hoopland's trophy. Yes. Uh, then you get back uh, after the break to MacArthur, uh, Richardson, and Pierce. Uh, all three wins. Uh, beat MacArthur at MacArthur 72-42 right after New Year's. Uh, Richardson on the 3rd of January, I guess. Yeah, so so that, was, Tuesday, that was past Tuesday night. Yes, and we attended that game, 69-47 uh, victory at home. The fans were there. It was sold out. It was great atmosphere. I tell you what, uh, Tim Jordan, is that the guy's name for yeah. Richardson? Oh, my yeah. gosh. That yeah, I want play. that guy on my team. <laughs> he's, he's a bull. He's a big boy, and he can handle it, and he's got – pretty good feet and he can kind of shoot it i mean he can play he is very good and he was actually really good last year in those matchups um you know where we couldn't uh we couldn't do a lot to him because we were worried about those other guys in case and wallace and rylan griffin who actually just played each other yesterday, yesterday that's uh, right kentucky and alabama alabama got the win on that Ooh, one but that was um beating but we, you know, so Tim Jordan was the third option. We weren't really very worried about him, and he did a great job last year. Coming into this game, watching film, he is a lot to deal with. He's He's got a big body. He can move. He can shoot. He can handle it a little bit. He passes it well. So we really game planned for him, and, and I thought our kids did a really good job executing that game plan and slowed him down a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, he's still got his. He's a, he's a great player. What? Do you, how much did he have? I think he finished with 20. Okay, because uh, I think it was Chris Hauser was sitting be behind us, and he was like, this is the dude that last year scored like 30 in both the matchups. Yeah, he he, and we challenged uh, Samson a little bit because we felt like he got the better of Samson last year, and, and uh, I thought our kids defended him really well. He did get quite a few points from the free throw line um, and, and doing some other things, but um, – 
Yeah, it was an amazing atmosphere. I got to really thank all the fans and the community for coming out. Uh, a sellout is just amazing and awesome at home. Anytime you have a high school basketball game that sells out, that's just really cool. And uh, it was a great environment. You also had WFAA there too. That was a, a really cool production that they put together. Was it on? And was it on like YouTube Live or something? Yes. Yeah. So WFFA or uh, Channel Eight um, has done the same thing for football, and they'll live stream the games on YouTube uh, on their YouTube channel. And so this was the first basketball game that they had done. Um, and it was great. Uh, if you didn't get to come to the game in person and you check that out online, you can still go find it on YouTube and watch it. Um, but they did a great job, um, you know, showcasing our, our team, our community, RISD, all of that. And uh, I think they're going to a Dallas ISD game this week, Carter and Pinkston. That should be a good one. Trey had a um, uh, made-for-TV dunk. Yes, he uh, did. <laughs> I thought he was going to decap himself there for a second. <laughs> It really did look like that head was going to go get cut clean off on that dunk. Uh, he was up there. And the Richardson coach was mic'd up. It looked like he was. And you weren't. No, we were both mic'd up. Okay, I couldn't for see, I couldn't see your little package. Deal, uh, Bally's, Fox Sports, I think. I, I did a better job of hiding my mic. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, they, they did mic us up. So I was extra careful to keep it clean. Well, that will take us to OK Pierce uh, uh, last Friday night, fifty-one thirty-seven win at Pierce. Um, highlights from that one. Uh, another game where we need a shot clock. Just uh, slow. I think there was uh, the first quarter we had maybe eight possessions on offense, and uh, yeah, that credit to them. They did a great job controlling the pace a little bit. Um, they always play well over there. Um, Trey shot the ball incredibly well. Played really well. Um, you know, we're down a couple of players right now, and and uh, it's been fun to see other guys step up. And uh, that's I think what Khalil's been playing great. He's got that starting uh, gig now uh, due to the injuries, and he's been playing really nice. He had a few great tip ins uh, in the Richardson game, really attacking the glass. Uh, it's yeah. So yeah, you're right. It's been a it's been nice to see some some new faces out there and get a little time and get a little experience. Notice Jalen walking in a walking boot uh, on Tuesday night. Uh, does he look like he's going to be back in pretty decent shape to uh, get going here in the upcoming games? Yeah, he's a little dinged up. He got a little banged up in the Irving MacArthur game um, and uh, missed the Richardson game, missed the Pierce game. But we're really hoping he'll be back soon. I, I think. Um, you know, fingers crossed rehab and PT go well, I think he'll be back this week. Yeah, and that's uh, that's a, a huge uh, blow to the team, not only from just what he can do uh, filling up a, a stat sheet, but also just his love for his teammates and the way that he rallies around them. It was very easy to see on Tuesday night's game versus Richardson. Just his enthusiasm and being in the mix and being a good teammate was is such a big deal. And just for those those people that have kids that are playing uh, basketball from from youth on on through uh, the high school level, it's so important to be a good teammate, even when you can't be out there physically, to be there emotionally and part of the practice routine. Because guys feed off of that, and and people are watching, and people notice, and you are a role model, and uh, Jalen's done an outstanding job of that uh, in his absence from the court, in my opinion. Oh, really, really appreciate you saying that. He he is an awesome young man. Uh, when he comes in the gym, he's got a great um, energy about him, and it's infectious. And 
Um, he is so such a uh, integral part of our team, and he's such a leader. And uh, so, yeah, w- without him, you know, we miss him for sure. And he's been great all year. Uh, you know, speaking of after the Allen tournament, he picked up an offer from North Texas, That's which right. was a big, big Division One offer. Um, and he absolutely deserves it. He's he's just a great player. He's been shooting it well, uh, attacking the basket. He's lightning quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can't wait for him to get back on the court. And he's he's progressing well. So I think he'll be back soon. And that will take us to the Marable Custom Homes Player of the Winter Break. Uh, Marable Custom Homes, of course, a fantastic. There's one for the jar. That's yeah, uh, what a <laughs> home builder in the Lake Highlands, Preston Hollow, HP uh, area. They're doing a couple of houses down at Cedar Creek. Talked to Blake the other day, uh, Blake Marable over at Marable Homes. But he is the sponsor of the Player of the Winter Break. Uh, the giver of the award is Coach Joe Duffield, and he will tell us now. Yeah, Scott, uh, you almost beat me to it a little bit there earlier, but I, I have to go with Khalil Thomas, uh, and I'm mainly with this this last week, uh, and we're talking about some of our guys being out. Um, you know, Khalil is the ultimate Lake Highlands basketball player. He is all about the team. He believes in our culture. He believes in the way we do things. He is one of our best communicators in practice. He has great energy and you know, he was injured um, right at the beginning of our season, right before the tip-off event. He, he uh, had a pretty bad injury, um, and it, it took him a while to get back to 100%. I don't think he was really 100% until right before Christmas. And we got him in a little bit at City of Palms. That was kind of his first real action back from the injury. And um, this last week when Jalen went out, he absolutely stepped up. He was huge against Richardson, like you said. A couple of those tip-ins. Big corner threes. God, in the three-point stroke was that, great. Um, really opened the game up. And then just doing good things on defense and rebounding. And, um, you know, all that time he was out, you, you never heard him complain. You never heard him be negative. He was, like like you were saying, Brendan, a great teammate. Just, just always, uh, you know, excited for his teammates to do well. And so then when you see him finally get to step up and play his part and, and do what he did, I'm just really, really proud of him. So, yeah, definitely has to be Khalil Thomas. Excellent. Congratulations to Khalil Thomas, our Marable Holmes player of the winter break. I always love a left-handed basketball player, too. too. In all sports, I just want everybody to be (laughs) left-handed. I think that's why you've directed your son, your youngest son, to be left-handed. He he does that on his own. No, no. You've taped his right hand behind his back or something. There's no tape. It's actually a a wire. Um, (laughs) It's barbed wire. That's right. All right. Well, we are going to now do something a little different, listener. Alley-oop time. It's alley-oop time. Coach Joe is going to uh, seed the mic to uh, assistant coach Zach Haug. He is here today. And I'll let Coach Joe give you a little preview. Yeah, we're we're just so blessed with all of our assistant coaches. I, I would definitely argue that we have the best basketball coaching staff in the state, in the nation. I'm so lucky to have all these guys that, uh, you know, a couple of them played for me. Um, you know, I had the good fortune of coaching Zach when he was a high school player, and even back then you knew he was going to be a great coach. Um, and uh, he is such a blessing to the Lake Highlands community and Lake Highlands High School. He coaches our JV team. Uh, he's also a football coach. He's the varsity receivers coach and freshman offensive coordinator in football. Um, and uh, just loves our kids, always positive, a great role model. 
So we're, we're lucky to have them, and we're excited for the listeners to get to know the rest of our staff a little bit more and, and kind of hear from them and get their, their perspective on our team and our program. So uh, we love Coach Haug, and, and hopefully you guys can get to know him as well. Terrific. Coach, as Coach Haug steps up to the mic here, uh, and, and we're really hoping to get um, – all of the assistant coaches on uh, the rest of the way here. We've got three episodes left, essentially, uh, including this one, before we get to the playoffs, and then uh, hopefully we'll have a nice run there. Brendan and I will still do the Lake Hooplands podcast, and Coach Joe is welcome to join anytime he wants to. But welcome, Zach. Uh, glad to have you on. Uh, as Coach Joe said, uh, from Austin. Yes, sir played at uh, Vista Ridge High School, and I guess you just enjoyed getting your ass chewed by uh, <laughs> Coach Duffield so many times that you just wanted to keep that going. Oh, man. Um, you know, I try to encourage our kids when they're getting yelled out by Coach Duffield that uh, there is no way that you got yelled at more than I did when I was a player. <laughs> so that's kind of my He's opinion. gotten softer He's in gotten his old age. He's gotten soft in his yeah. old age. Hey, 200 wins will get that yeah. to you. Kind of mute it down a little bit. Yeah. Where are you getting these deep stats, too? 200 wins, and why isn't that like a thing? It should have been like a banner raising or something. Well, there was a banner, and yep. it's on social media, and if you follow the team... <laughs> I don't do any of that stuff. I know. Okay. We know what you are. You're a snowbird. Uh, what position did you play? I was a point guard. Point guard. Always makes the best coaches, right? Yeah, I, I really feel like that is the truth. Uh, Coach Duffield can, can attest to that as well. Um, and we're, we're harder on our point guards, um, we, we expect a lot of them, and, I mean, this year we have a really, really good one. We have two that can really play it, but uh, Jalen's an incredible, incredible player. Yeah, I, th I thought, you know, Quentin kind of ran point a little bit lately uh, with Jalen out, and uh, I thought, I said it to Brendan during the game, I said, this is great exposure for Quentin, oh, I think, to, no to like, play point and show he can handle the ball. I mean, we all know he can. Uh, it's just the fact that now he him being the primary ball handler yeah. uh, has been a really good thing for him, I think. And that's going to create all sorts of, uh, you know, depth uh, in situations. Uh, let's say, for instance, you know, Jalen gets in foul trouble or something. You guys are going to be able to have the confidence to go to Quentin and be like, hey, you're the conductor of the show right now. And uh, I'm sure you are very experienced with that in your playing days, Zach. And uh, can you attest to I mean, are y'all running the same kind of offense that you ran when you when you were playing in high school? Uh, no, we, we switched up a lot. Um, Coach Duffield does a good job of we, we adjust – our system to the, the kids we have. And uh, he would be the first to say that our team at Lake Highlands are, is a lot different than the team that we had at Vista Ridge with me running the point. Mm -hmm. So um, we, we mix it up a lot. We like, the, we like to drive and kick it a lot and uh, get out and run. Um, so it's just a little bit different. Um, obviously, we were not the number one team in the state when, <laughs> when I was playing. So, What do you mean, obviously? I mean, come <laughs> yeah, on, man. Um, basketball manager at Texas State under uh, Coach Danny Casper there. Uh, what was that experience? So did you go to Texas State and just participate as the manager on the team, and then what was that experience like? So it actually started off, um, I got to know Peter Warden, who is at, uh, the director of basketball operations at A&M, and he wanted me to be a part of the program at Texas State. And so he knew a coach over there, Jim Shaw, and got me incorporated with that. And it was just such a great experience for me. Um, I traveled everywhere we went. Um, we were in the Sun Belt, so we would go to we went to Louisiana a lot. We went to South Carolina. I mean, just all over the Southeast. Um, 
and got to be around great people and great coaches. And um, I got to be in practice every day um, and just kind of learned what that was like. Um, it was it was an incredible experience, and it's shaped me into the coach that I am today. Um, I've met a lot of great people through that. Yeah. How, how old were you when you realized, hey, my, my calling – on this earth may be as a coach because because I can tell you uh, based on what I've seen this is clearly your passion uh, just from watching you uh, you know as a as a uh, spectator this is your passion how old were you and, and what did you experience where you're like this is this is where I need to be this is my spot that's a great question um get used to those I yeah. ask a lot of good ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure so um when I was in middle school I felt like I was a pretty good basketball player and I went to this camp uh, where a lot of really good basketball players were in Austin, went to uh, school, a, a Hayes, a school in Buda. And I think I realized somewhere in the middle of that camp that, man, I think I need to be a basketball coach when I grow up. Just, just all the good players around me. It's like I, I, just, I, I don't think that I can compete at the highest level with these guys. Um, and I think that was like a gift that God gave me. I, I knew from early on that I wanted to be a coach. And that was one of the first things that I told my wife, Amy, is that, hey, I, I really like you. I just need you to be aware that I'm going to be a coach when I grow up. So if you're not about that, we need to probably end this. Uh, <laughs> I, I, ho- I hope you like the character more than you like the flash. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't do well with ultimatums in my wife. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It seems to be working so far for you. Now, now, uh, just we're gonna. That's a nice segue from you, Zach. So you and Amy are expecting your first child. Is we it, are. We, we understand. Are. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. April twenty first. We're having a baby girl. We're gonna name her Nora. Nora, excellent. Wow, got it all figured out, don't the you? The twenty first is a good date. That is my birthday is on February twenty first. But, uh, but oh, and my kids are always number twenty-one. We're talking about April. It doesn't so, matter. Um, Look, I'm talking about me. I know. <laughs> I have a podcast. I don't know that you know this. Let's talk about uh, how versatile Zach is. Is in that about his coaching me? career? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, I don't want to do that if it's not. Uh, we're going to find your replacement at some point <laughs> in in the month of February. Um, so. In addition uh, to being the uh, JV basketball coach, and I do want to talk a little bit about that, uh, Zach also coaches uh, football uh, for the Wildcats as well. And um, it's my understanding, I could be wrong, so correct me if I'm wrong, you you began as a, you got your first job here at Lake Highlands at, in the football program and then shift over to Joe or was it vice versa? Vice versa. Okay. We, when I was in college, uh, I, I, I kept up religiously with, with Coach Duffield and, and what he was doing at Vista Ridge. And then when he moved over to Lake Highlands, we talked all throughout my college career. He's huge impact on my life. And um, he knew that I wanted to get into coaching. And so we dreamed and talked about what it would look like me moving up to Dallas. And so um, – my first year as an educator, I was coaching and teaching at, at, at Rouse High School, and um, I was still keeping up with Lake Highlands, and um, we were talking about what that would look like, and um, Coach Duffield got me an interview with Coach Jordan, and um, kind of the rest is history from that. So he, he brought me in as a basketball coach, but I, I, I get the privilege of, of, of doing both and um, having relationships with the coaching staff and all the great kids that play football um, 
it's 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 awesome. Now, how many plays that you draw up translate uh, between football and basketball? Oh, it's um, <laughs> it's not a whole lot of pick plays going on in football. No, not too many pick plays. Uh, I wish you all could see Brendan's face. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. like, that's the dumbest question I've ever heard in my life. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> it, it is fun, uh, especially with the freshmen. I, I get the privilege of calling plays for them on Thursday night. Um, it's really, really fun to do that. Um, uh, and you feel like you have a little bit of, I don't know, not more control, but just a lot of control on how the game's played um, and how we we like to play. We, we don't like to call as many plays. Um, we, we want the kids to, to play, to have fun, to our defense to lead to offense. Um, and f- football is obviously not like that. You have to have a play and a plan every single every single play. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it translates a little bit. Um, I feel like I've always been a basketball coach, and just knowing how to coach and be around kids has made me be a, a pretty decent football coach. Mm-hmm. So now you've uh, you are an excellent football coach in ninth grade. I happen to know that because I have a ninth grader. He's learned a lot. He learns. So much from you. That's right. He plays a little right tackle, and he's learned so much about the game from you. And I'm not just like, you know, blowing smoke here, but if you want to impress me, teach that kid how to drive. (laughs) I appreciate the football thing, but teach that kid how to drive. We don't want him killing anybody. We don't want him driving down alleys anymore. All right. All that being said, thank you, Coach Zach. And we are now going to do the full court press with Coach Zach. This, of course, is our five questions. Uh, we've learned way too much about Coach Duffield, so we don't need to talk to him anymore. Uh, and the first question is going to be, what? That's not a question. <laughs> that, was a, that was a question. Uh, okay. Uh, chocolate or vanilla? Vanilla. Vanilla. Yeah. Is it a mixing type of thing? You want to mix things with the vanilla, or are you just you're just a vanilla guy? I'm... My wife says I'm the weirdest person alive. I, I just don't like chocolate. I'm weird in that. Um, no, I, I nothing prefer, chocolate. Not nothing chocolate. I, I like a Snickers bar, um, but I, I couldn't. If you gave me a scoop of chocolate ice cream, I couldn't finish it. Yeah, I, I was never a chocolate person until I like met my wife. And then I like became a chocolate person. Okay. I think it was via osmosis. Morris, <laughs> vanilla or chocolate for you? Uh, I'm going to have to say chocolate, but I have a great respect for vanilla. I don't think we get chocolate without <laughs> vanilla. Respect for vanilla. Um, that's just kind of the way I like. I like things being, you know, oil and water. Yeah. I think it's good for everybody. I've got the next question. Go ahead. All right. You've got to share the story or your favorite of the mispronunciations of your last name. What's your favorite? <laughs> oh, my. It's, it's happened my whole life. And Coach Duffield... It, it, he loves me in this sense of he always tries to get people to say my name correctly. Yeah, he, like he got us. He said, "How? Yes, how? How you doing? How you doing? Yeah, that's correct." Um, uh, hung. I, people put an I N. It's wrong on that sheet. It's wrong. It's spelled wrong. That, uh, is it really? Yeah, isn't it? No, H-A-U-G. Oh. Yeah, it's H A U G. I think my dyslexia kicked in. I thought it was Hope I got hug before Hoggy. They they put letters in there. Yeah. That happens yeah. a lot. I get Woodward all the time. <laughs> they add they add letters to mine as well. Yeah. What is your favorite thing to do outside of coach sports? Sports. Since he does two <laughs> yeah. of them. Yeah. I would I would say play golf is okay. is my favorite my favorite hobby. Handicap. Uh, mm, I, do you get to play enough? <laughs> not probably not enough. Uh, I worked at a golf course. 
a summer and I, I would play almost every day. I got to pro- probably around five handicap. Holy moly. Ooh, that's a nice little index there. We're going to have to go out and play sometime. Oh, the three of us will have to find somebody to replace <laughs> Scott. Why am I getting replaced all the time? Because of the way you conduct yourself on this program. <laughs> this, is an, this is a recent black ball. <laughs> it. It, takes, it took six episodes to kick me out of your life. Uh, well, um, while we're, we're on this uh, subject of sports and things you'd rather do other than sports, do you teach any classes besides football and basketball? This is not a very full court press. Yeah. This, is like, this just should be one word answers. Okay, so like so, chocolate or vanilla. So that's answer, a good. That's a good question. So the answer to this question is science, <laughs> history, <laughs> math. <laughs> I like yeah, it. I, I teach. I teach algebra. Um, I love doing that. Uh, I, I, my dad was. Uh, it was a principal, and ed- education was huge for him. And um, what level of algebra? Alge- so my first three years, I taught algebra one, okay. which is tested. Um, and then these these last two years, I've been teaching algebraic reasoning. So it's the kids who have struggled a little bit with Algebra 1 who ha- haven't met uh, the standard um, for the STAR test. And I get to, I get to uh, uh, teach those kids kind of um, just some tips and um, ways to get them to pass the STAR test. I could pass Algebra 1, I think. I've, I've done most of my daughter's homework, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I don't know legal? if you're supposed to be able to say stuff like that. You On end up like Lori Laughlin. All right, last question. I'm going to go with this one. Okay. All right. This one is a one-word answer. I'm approving. Who would you rather have as the godfather of your child? Joe Duffield or Lonnie Jordan? Oh, goodness. <laughs> now, Coach Duffield's sitting right here. So yes. this is a very delicate answer. <laughs> oh boy. Only one word. Uh, only one word. <laughs> and you can't say coach. Can't say coach. <laughs> uh, Go ahead. Pick I'd, Joe. He's sitting right there. Got to say, Coach Duffield. He Excellent. Was, he was my coach. He brought me here. He brought you here. Um, he's been through a lot of ups and downs with me. Now, when Mosley has you on the Boneyard podcast, yeah. then you can say Coach Jordan. Yeah, especially if he's sitting right there. <laughs> Mosley's not going to ask anything about Godfathers, I assure you of that. He's more casseroles and potato chips. No. <laughs> All right. We are going to now get into a preview of the coming two weeks. And we're going to have Zach sit right here and preview with us. Um, The next four games, that's two weeks, all at home. So we're now back in the comfy confines of the Lake Highlands gym after being gone for so long. Uh, Nimitz, Tuesday, this Tuesday, everybody. So tomorrow, as you're listening to this podcast. Get on the brush fire. Get on the brush fire. It's at 7 p.m. at Lake Highlands High School. What can we expect from Nimitz? A lot of really good guard play. Um, great coaching. Um, we kind of anticipate that they're going to have a similar game plan that Pierce had of slowing it down a lot, um, sp- spreading the ball out. Um, so it's going to be up to us to kind of get the game going at our pace and the way that we want to play. And then Friday... January the 13th. This is an 8 p.m. start. It's a little bit later because this is another girl-boy doubleheader night. The girls will be playing HP at 6, and the boys will be playing Irving, uh, just straight Irving. No Nimitz, no MacArthur, just straight up Irving. 
Good old fashioned vanilla Irving. We don't we don't need any of those generals or admirals. We're just gonna do Irving, uh, and that'll be at eight p.m. Uh, January thirteenth. So, what about Irving? Another good team that uh, last year they took a lot of charges. They played great defense. They had a really good player. He was a freshman last year, and this year he's going to be a sophomore. Um, he plays for a really good team in the summer. He um, didn't skip a grade. He did not skip a grade. Well, that's yeah, good. I was just <laughs> making sure that I was corrected that he was a freshman. <laughs> Um, they have a new coach this year, so it'll be a little bit different. But last year, they, they played really solid uh, fundamental basketball for sure. And then the third matchup of the season comes next Tuesday. Speaking of fundamental basketball. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, next Tuesday, January 17th, that will be Highland Park at Lake Highlands. Get your tickets next week. I'd get them now if you can. I don't get think them you now. can. I think it's a week before the okay. Yeah, it's a week before the game. Uh, and so get those tickets. It will sell out. Um, I would be more concerned playing a team the third time if you were going to their place. So it's nice that we have them at home um, in this particular scenario. But but give us a you know your thoughts. Uh, we already talked to Coach Duffield about HP, but your thoughts on on uh, HP? Yeah, they're. Really great football or football team. Really great basketball that team. That too. Um, a great football team. I, I witnessed that, both of them. Um, they're fundamental. Uh, they play really great defense, and for the past two games, they've had a great plan on uh, slowing down Trey. Um, they've been leading both games in pretty pretty late in the second half. Um, we've had great second halves and come out on top both times. Um, it's hard to beat it. Great team three times, and, but I, I believe that we're, we're we're fit for that for that challenge. Um, I just hoping to get healthy and have everyone ready to go, and um, excited to play them again at home. Are there dangers of playing a team the third time from the kids' perspective? Right, you say, ah, we beat them, we we beat them twice, we're going to beat them again, you know, and some of that letdown maybe. And how do you guys overcome some of that? Yeah, our kids are such great competitors that I don't I don't really feel like that will be too much of a problem for, for us. Um, and they're they're really hungry to, to beat them uh, to beat them again. It's been, it's been two really great matchups, and we don't feel like that we've given them our best shot. And so I mean we're really hungry to to give them our best shot. And um, I mean our kids are so good at our program is big on protecting our house, um, and we're we're really excited to to to. Uh, to get to play them at home. And then finally, Friday, January 20th, another 8 p.m. Um, against Berkner. And this one's going to be another girl-boy doubleheader. The girls will play Richardson at home, and uh, the boys will play Berkner. So the girls, Richardson, at 6. Uh, Berkner for the boys at 8, January 20th. Um, you know, Berkner, we went to their place and handled them. Yeah. Um, Again, I talk about letdowns a lot because, but it, and you've already addressed it, right? We're, we're competitors. We're, we're great, but <clears throat> are we going to see uh, Isaiah and Ethan <laughs> and, and that crew? Because I want to be in the gym for that. Yeah, I I, I predict us playing Ethan and, and Isaiah, um, two two crowd favorites for sure. And I got the I got the privilege of coaching them on the JV last year. And Ethan was a starter for me, but I, I, we always loved uh, getting getting to where we could put Isaiah in there. And um, he's he's so awesome. He's got the most contagious smile. Shows up to practice. Well, he he missed a little bit over the break, but recently he's been showing up to practice, going to work, um, doing his thing. 
Excellent. That is the next two weeks. They're all at home, folks. Get out to the games. Get onto Brushfire, RSD, and get your tickets early. I'm going to get my tickets. Do we want to talk about Coach MJ a little bit? Yeah. So we're, we tried to, we wanted to do a Coach MJ podcast before this one and get it out of Christmas. Unfortunately, schedules didn't work, but we are going to do a girls uh, district preview kind of, you know, middle of the district. How's it going? They've been playing great. Uh, winning a lot of games uh, in district. And again, I think it's that that young team that's coming along, that's learning how to play, right, that's that's getting into, into Coach MJ's system. Uh, but we are going to try and get Coach MJ on. Uh, thank you very much, Zach, for joining us. Thank you, Zach. Thanks for having me. This is fun. We, of course uh, – oh, thanks, Coach Joe. Whatever. Also, <laughs> also thank you to Joe. <laughs> We, of course, are the Lake Hooplets podcast and the presenting sponsors, Tritex Cabinets, uh, www.tritexcabinets.com. And here's uh, just some more detail around Tritex Cabinets. They've got uh, hinge options out the wazoo, uh, if I may say so. Yeah, sure. I think you did. <laughs> uh, soft closed, concealed. That's the standard uh, at Tritex. They've got pinge, pin hinge, uh, Youngdale knife hinge, finial hinge, grass soft close. That's the brand that they use. I have soft close cabinets myself. And when I go to someone's house that don't, I just slam cabinets all they day They bang long. around like nobody's business. Yeah, it's crazy. It sounds like all of Coach Joe's 200 wins banging around <laughs> in a cabinet somewhere. So many trophies. Bang, clang, bang. They also have drawer runners, Brendan. Uh, uh, epoxy value line. They've got a full extension. They've got side mount full extension. And again, with the soft clothes and, and the drawer runners. But get to uh, tritexcabinets.com. Or give Trey Chapman over at Tritex Cabinets a call. We thank them for being the presenting sponsor. Congratulations again to uh, Khalil Thomas. Khalil Thomas. Our Marable yes. Homes player of the winter break. You can reach us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Lake Hooplands. It's Lake Highlands, but with hoops in it. Right, because they play basketball. Yeah. Yep. That's it's what good. we do. It's a good name. All right, and we will talk to you next week. Bye.